through this in Manhattan. And I'm Tom Saunders in Manhattan as well, where just yesterday across the wide Hudson River, Scott and I enjoyed a Thanksgiving dinner with friends that will be remembered as much for what didn't happen as what did. And by the way, when I say yesterday, I, of course, mean two days ago. You see, the plan was to drive to Maywood, New Jersey at noon. <laughs> One problem. My car is parked in a garage on 64th and Central Park West. Yes, that's Central Park West, the route of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Now, I'm sure our listeners are sweating, heart pounding, wondering that in my effort to get to New Jersey, would I make a wrong turn and accidentally wind up driving my car in the parade? Would people yell, boo, that's just a Volvo. And it's not even inflatable and hurl rotten eggs or other produce, Scotty. Well, yes, Tommy, so much could have happened that didn't, which makes our story a Thanksgiving miracle. If we had picked up your car in the garage, say, a couple of hours earlier, this could have been a very different story. As you say, you might have even been able to, un to cross the fabled Central Park West just to get to your vehicle in the first place. And as you describe and breathtaking uh, edge of the seat to tail. What if we found ourselves in the parade in the car with no way to escape? Children wailing and pointing to us in the Volvo screaming, I don't like that car, it scares me. <laughs> now to save ourselves, well, we would have had to recruit some Disney characters to lip sync on the roof of the car, but even that might not have worked, <laughs> which is to say I'm so relieved none of that actually happened. Scotty. It's so hard to recruit people just to deliver pizza. It, uh, it's even harder to, do, to, uh, to uh, recruit trained, skilled Disney workers uh, to dance on your car to keep people from booing you because it's just a, a, a <laughs> Volvo that needs to be washed. Scotty, it terrifies me to think of how easily it could have happened. We were only a block away from where the parade, okay, the parade had, by the time we'd gotten there, had passed us by, so to speak. Yeah, that's the one time you want the parade to pass you by. Of course, mm -hmm. that, that plaintive lament and before the parade passes by, and we wanted, we were glad that that parade passed by. Otherwise, as you say, literally, Tom, your gay garage is, is just, a, you know, several yards in from Central Park West you would have had to in some way turn onto that street, which you couldn't, but what if you had, and, and then you're stuck there, and then the, there's no way the cops are gonna go, all right, buddy, that next right, get out of here. No, you'd be trapped for 30 Tra blocks. Son. For 30, 30 blocks, Scotty, And, and the, I, I can't even begin to, as you deserve, the scorn and the resentment. Now, would there maybe be someone in the crowd going, good, a Volvo, I like the, this XC60, uh, uh, but I don't know, Tommy, it's, it's no. thinking about it now, I shudder. You pray for that one person to say, I don't think it's so bad. <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's a Volvo and, and he'll be safe. And, and this, it, it's not as, you know, somebody who appreciates the Volvo as a, uh, a part of the spectacle of the Macy's Saint, uh, 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 Christmas uh, parade. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, Scotty, that's, that is very speculative. It's, it's, it's more likely that people would hurl things at us in the car and and uh, and just the insults the ugly expressions the what what right of you to be in the in the saint Ma macy's uh thanksgiving day thanksgiving parade. day well parade. and also yeah and the kids i mean look it's all for the kids 
It's and all the for kids the kids would be wailing, and it, it, I don't like this. And the parents immediately take the side of the kids, and I understand that they're against us. And then, Tommy, I hate even to b- b- go there and bring this up: the jingoistic, ignorant people who would be upset that it's a Swedish car. Hey, this is an American parade. Get that Swedish car out of there. You know, that's, I mean, that's the darkest side of all, Tommy. Well, Scotty, it is the day of thanks uh, that we're talking about. This was on Thanksgiving Day. And and I truly do uh, uh, give thanks that, that such a, uh, I mean, it so easily could have happened that we would have wound up in the, in the parade driving my car, which Yes, it's a 2021. It's certainly a current model. I, I, I won't deny that. But it was dirty. It's got a ding in it. I, I'm just I'm so glad that that didn't happen, Scotty, because I, I, you would be hearing a very different Tom Saunders if that. I mean, I would be that I, I, I'm sure I would still have a tremble in my voice and a sense that, you know, the New York that I loved had turned ugly and, and thrown egg rot. And also, why are people bringing rotten eggs to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? In the anyway, or, or anywhere. First of all, I don't even know how do you make a rotten egg. I don't even I, I can hard boil an egg. I do that occasionally. But to go to the trouble of procuring or developing a rotten egg and then carrying it. It takes it, time. It takes it, time. And it's you. The, the odor is already there with you and it gets yeah. like clothes. And I find that it, it, I've never I, I've never do it, period. But I find can't people pick something that's not as rotten. That's really. not as rotten. But imagine you, you it's a lot of uh, uh, you have to do some planning. It's not just, uh, um, you know, you, 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 uh, it, because you have basically it's easy to make an egg get rotten. It's funny. I mean, I'm not a cook, but this is one little trick I know. If you want rotten eggs, you take the eggs out of the refrigerator and let them sit on the counter for oh, maybe four or five days. Yeah, yeah and, no, that and, is what they recommend. Yeah. And, and the more days, the more rotten it gets. The thing is, that's a lot of um, planning that goes into that. Oh, so yeah. you basically have to go... It, 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 when you you know you, it's not something you do on the day of the Macy's Day Parade. You've got to you think at least a week in advance. Maybe there'll be and, and obviously you're not thinking maybe there'll be a Volvo, but maybe there'll be a a bad float or a uh, 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 or marching band that you'll you be you know want to throw rotten eggs at. You have to think that a week in advance. I could never do that. Oh no no. My hats planning, off yeah. to those people who who yeah. Well, we, you know, I worried about the rotten egg throwers during Halloween or All Hallows Eve. I've oh, never I've had that, that thankfully. And, and hopefully there's very few who ever do it because I hopefully the planning is deterring people because not only that, you have to let it sit out, get rotten, but then still boil it because you can't throw an egg that's just soft. Oh, so, that's interesting. I never yeah. thought about that. Uh, that's <laughs> the one step a lot of rotten egg throwers miss. And then on the day that they, you know, they see the, the dirty Volvo in the, you know, parade. Yeah. I guess that's where that expression comes from. Don't be the dirty Volvo in the parade. Yeah, yeah. It comes from that this that, very, that very this very story. Yeah. Is that interesting? Yeah. And, and 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 but you're right, Scotty. If you don't hard boil your rotten egg, it's just going to break up in your hand, and your hand will be smelly. And oh. if you're on a date, that's uh, hard <laughs> that's to get that smell out. Oh, look, frankly, I don't think I'm uh, you know saying anything. But anybody know that even a, a regular egg that's fresh uh, cracks in your hand it's not a very uh, pleasant situation so <laughs> compound that with the rotten aspect but tommy thankfully that didn't happen but you know what it is about the kids and yeah. i would be worried too because the kids yeah. are seeing giant balloon characters to them that's normal 
Yet a Volvo, which is very eco-friendly and environmentally sound, would be scary. So, uh, and that's, you don't want to scare the kids. You wouldn't want that. As you say, Tom, we'd both be feeling the effects. And frankly, Thanksgiving would never be the same. And that's a big holiday to never be the same. It's a bit, it's a, it's a really big holiday. And, 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 uh, uh, and, and you're absolutely right. I, I think that's mainly what makes me most happy about not having accidentally drove driven. Is that a word driven? The I car, think, yeah, yeah. My car, uh, the 30 blocks of the, say, uh, of the, um, Macy's day parade. Like, yeah. Well also, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you had to get to the, and this is, we've t- I've told this story several times on this podcast to get to the, uh, actual, to the garage. Uh, I guess you did take the subway and, but it would have required crossing Central Park West, well, which it did, and you, which you were able to do because the parade had passed you by. That's right. You would that, not have been able to do that if the parade was going on. That's that's a really good point, Scotty. You know, before the parade passes by, it's a plaintive uh, showstopper from yeah. uh, Hello, Dolly. Uh, but it, it, in many ways, I disagree with the lyrics, <laughs> uh, actually, based on what you say. In this instance... Had the parade not passed by, I would be standing there awkwardly on the uh, on the wrong side of the street, unable to get to my car. And then, Scotty, we would have shown up late to our friends' Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, very and, they would, uh, yeah. and, and my fear is that they would give us the looks. Scotty. Well, Tommy, the repercussion. I mean, you don't affect just one person when you're late. You affect the other 10 people there. Uh, and as it was, we, we made great time. We got there. And it was almost... Actually, I had a quicker walk there from the east side because Central Park West was closed, but it was empty. It was it was I reveled in the fact that the parade had passed me by because if the parade had gone on, I wouldn't have been able to move. I wouldn't have been able to navigate those sidewalks to get to the gay garage. And I like saying gay garage is the British pronunciation and uh, uh garage yeah. is also another uh, yeah I, I i like the, the gay raj though i i yeah. I, I, I get I, and it's not like i get annoyed with people who say garage you know that they're being so pretentious garage no it's gay raj yeah yeah and and uh i'm sure uh, it comes from the french it sounds like it could be yeah uh, it's uh, it, it does it sounds very pretentious but but uh, which is a good thing to look like. So that way I go, I know some French. I could probably say, Oué le garage. Yeah, that's probably correct. That's no, it, it is. That's called probability lang- uh, linguistics, <laughs> where where you don't where basically you you were you don't have to study the actual words, but you just figure out what probably the words are in another language. And a lot of times you get it. You, you, you have about an 80% chance of learning a language. <laughs> and then sometimes like Spanish, French, that'll be similar. So you could kind of combine those mm-hmm. and it works out. But yeah, Tommy, there were so many, we could just list them things that could have gone wrong. Now, again, oh not getting to the garage at all, which, you know, some people say, oh, how now? Yes, eventually you could have, you had to go all the way around Manhattan somehow. But as you say, the lateness uh, would have been just, be, uh, well, actually it would be so late we'd be sheepish to even show up. That's, that's yeah, that's the thing. Been. I can just see us showing up. It's, it's already uh, 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> the the, 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 the people, uh, you know, that our hosts are in their uh, sleepwear, you know, robe, their sleepwear, with the sleep hat, <laughs> with their sleep and hat. they come <laughs> down with a lantern, <laughs> a lantern, a, yeah. a, a little, a, a, a wax candle lantern in a little <laughs> glass case and, and just holding it up to see who is, 
this that to the door at this time. Oh my goodness. It, it, Tom and Scott <laughs> finally show. And then would we have a story, Scotty? Oh yeah. But you know what? Uh, Bill and Rosa are wonderful hosts and friends. I just know what they would do. They would whip into action. Rosa goes, Oh, I'm glad you came. I still had plenty of leftovers. Yeah. And in their sleepwear and their hat and the lantern, well, they'll set the lantern down and they would cook up a, the best Thanksgiving meal we've ever had. And they would excuse us, Tommy, because they're, they're good people, Tommy. These they are good go, people. Uh, couldn't you have planned a little better so you would have gotten here too, like everyone else? No, those words would not have come out of there. I said, It happens. Just sit and eat. Yeah. It's still Thanksgiving here and in many parts of the world. <laughs> that's, that's, Scotty, uh, uh, that warms my heart to think that our hypothetically bad Thanksgiving would have hypothetically turned out in such a great way. Uh, it's um, uh, in some ways I kind of uh, uh, makes me wistful about the way it actually did work out, which was <laughs> that we didn't wind up in a parade. There was some traffic on the way to George Washington Bridge, but not uh, terrible. The, no. As you say, the, it kept moving it ahead. Moving. Yeah. And we wound up getting there early enough to buy extra cookies. Well, yeah, we went to the, this lovely Maywood Marketplace, which is a great, you know, bonus to get to see the town and a lovely marketplace. As you say, which was open, Scotty. I, I yeah. give them huge, huge credit for being open on yeah. Thanksgiving Day. Scotty, I'm, I'm so grateful for anything that's open on Thanksgiving oh, and Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, no, that's and, a sad thing. And of course, during the first few months of the pandemic, you know, the having stores closed, uh, it really does affect people. And uh, and having it open on a holiday is a great joy. And and uh, we procure these gourmet cookies. And uh, which, by the way, gourmet is a great word because there's no national uh, gourmet certification board. So really, anything can be dubbed gourmet if you feel like it. That wow, that is, uh, and this is know, a great tip to our listeners. I didn't really even yeah. think about that. But yeah, there is no, I mean, the other side of that, Scotty, is and I don't want to be that guy who brings up you know the worry wart aspects, but yeah, you realize that uh, what you're saying it, it kind of runs chilling, chills through me. Yeah, um, uh, in that I realize. A lot of what I had been eating, assuming because it said gourmet donuts yeah. or gourmet ice cream, because of that word, you assume that there is a board of gourmet uh, excellence that um, vets any place, any restaurant, any food service that claims gourmet hood that, that I had always assumed that that was, you know, that you, you had to go through a battery of tests. Yeah, uh, probably an interview process, and certainly uh, judges who are um, who excel in determining what is or isn't gourmet. Food. Right, and not only that, constant recertification every year. But yeah, every year. So that's, that's not the that, case. Uh, but you know what, Tommy? Then on the flip side of that, I'm so uh, I'm such a good consumer. Just seeing the word does comfort me, and I don't. Yes, I could take the time and go. Oh, I guess anybody could say gourmet. But it really affects me. And when I bit into those soft, delicious oatmeal raisin cookies uh, that said gourmet, I felt like it was a gourmet cookie experience. So, you know, uh, some would be, you know, I, you know, if someone said, no, I, I want the testing. That's that's another thing. But you know, a lot of the gourmet dining or fine dining. I always love that when you go to the different parts of America. How is this place? Oh, that's a fine dining restaurant. Yeah. And then it, it really, you know, connotes a certain... Uh, level but uh to me i find dining to me is uh, getting a good burger at a 
fine pub too. Yeah. Oh, Scotty, you know, uh, uh, you're really the man of the people in that way. You're not a, a, a a snob, but it also occurs to me though, that uh, when we talk about uh, at at some point, when you were talking about the uh, uh, eating uh, gourmet food that has not been vetted, yeah, that it's a double-edged sword. I think is it mm. is an expression that you didn't use when you you know it's a double-edged no. sword. On the one hand, you get the you feel like a, 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 a like your t- when you eat a, a gourmet donut or a donut that claims gourmethood, gourmet yeah. status, you feel like a gourmet. Yeah, like, like uh, you know, I am a good. On the other hand, side of the sword, though, is what about the unscrupulous people? And I don't want to be the, I don't want to beat a dead horse. I've never beaten a dead, any animal. No, no. And, and, but I have to say, what if the, 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 there was, you know, they skipped some of the battery of tests, you know, somebody paid somebody uh, to look the other way. Um, you know, uh, 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 that's my fear. That's what keeps yeah, me yeah. awake well, uh, especially uh, yeah. about, about gourmet thing. And, yeah. and and also, I prefer single-edged swords. Just well, I was going to say a double-edged. I don't even understand what, where that expression came from because, to me, swords are always double-edged. Kind of, it's not like I, I don't know that both sides would be bad to be inflicted upon you. So. Right. Well, there's a saber. A saber is a single-edged uh, sword, Scotty. Yeah. Don't ask me how I. Well, you can go ahead and ask me. How do I know that? You, I do know to. the Wilkinson sword blade, which I remember growing up, and and that was my dad would use in the old razors, where you'd screw it would open up, very elegant, and then you'd place the blade. And I got cut up so badly in the early days when that oh was the only predisposables and Gillette. What people and, don't realize yeah. is that is the uh, we used to take an incredible, and my dad used to have these double edged. Yeah. Uh, 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 blades because yeah, that was they use both sides, right? And and uh, those were uh, uh, the most dangerous things in the house. Just to were touch they, them, even it just was to touch them. Fortress like container, and then touching, you know, it was so hazardous. It was like, oh, when's Scott going to start shaving? You know, and here I am, like, uh, whatever, terrified. Thir- Thirteen, in a room. and it just blood would begin the second I grabbed the razor. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it, uh, yeah. The, and and it was the Wilkinson Sword Company that, one, that, yeah, they did that, a that lot. came out in the 1960s. I think you start to see these ads, yeah. and and but it did seem like wow, there's a company that used to make swords, yeah. and and then gradually they just got into the you know made sense. Well, you know yeah. why don't we make uh, smaller blades and then we make razor blades and for one sword? Think of all the blades you can oh, out, of, out of it. Beating swords into razor blades. Oh that yeah, makes more sense than well. It was it was the kid probably the the son you know because the owner was still like we made swords. This is what we make and it's like yeah, but dad you know not that many people need swords these days, but everybody has to shave. They said uh, all right. And this kid, I'll tell you, he made me a billion dollars. <laughs> I don't know why I'm giving him a New York accent, but no, they could be from I, I New don't England. either. I, I don't yeah. either because he is going to be English, and and yeah. Uh, but but I, I I thought that's part of the story too. How did they get their new New York accent? Because <laughs> right. you that, assume they'd be like I Wilkinson of the Wilkinson family, <laughs> and no, it's a guy. It's always the guy from yeah, Brooklyn. It's the guy right. who start out. You start out in Brooklyn. And he went to went to England, and and why why couldn't he do that? Uh, 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 why you know? Uh, but it, what would that what be a like? Story, the Scotty, about yeah, the, yeah. the New England, and and also 
that there's that time when you're a sword maker. And this is where I love this podcast because we delve into these areas. You know, we think about the sword makers of the 19th century and gradually the machine guns basically made the swords kind of, uh, you know, I, 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 I hate to say it, Scotty, but a little bit on the more obsolete side as far as killing people in battle. Yeah, yeah, I mean, sure, you had your bayonet still into World yeah. War One. Yeah, that was a shorter version of it. And uh, which, by the way, I think the most terrifying war movies to me are World War One movies. And uh, a great Eric Marie Remarque's novel brought to film, All Quiet on the Western Front. To me, that's a horror film. Well, all wars. Yeah. Oh, it is horror film. But it really, the way it was shot, and and the great film 1917 to be uh, a less dated reference. But we didn't. We by the way. We never frown on data references. Oh, no, we, all we references, pride ourselves we, in dated yeah. references. Yes. I mean, that's the joy, a dated reference. Uh, and I apologize when my reference isn't dated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when uh, it's... Uh, sorry to be so uh, current in my <laughs> reference to, to uh, Lady Gaga, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 for example. Uh, 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 I apologize for for uh, current references. We, yeah, we, no, absolutely. But dated yeah, references, we we take great pride. Yeah, no, but that film, nineteen seventeen, which mm-hmm. was a, a, a miraculous film, and very recent, Mendes. Scotty. Very yeah. recent reference. Yes, yes, uh, not the year, but the film. And uh, no, no. Anyway, uh, ironically, bayonets, and they. It, I mean, all war is insane, but those are incredible. They they dig these ditches, and then you just kind of it's 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 insane. I mean, I know it's. You know, the posters we've seen, you know, war is bad for, uh, I forgot the what, what it said. Children but, and other living things. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with that and, and much more. And so, uh, but the sword, again, we bring up things that, uh, whatever happened to the sword industry. Now, there's fencing, but that's a different kind of a thing. And you're not trying to hurt someone, you're trying to score points. So hopefully they branched out into a fencing division that gave them some profits there. But again, yeah, ultimately, but, but, Tommy, it led I mean, to that's the not sword a big... Yeah. It's not a bit, not as many people fence as no. shave. No. So that's the calculation they yeah. made. And that was a brilliant calculation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, more people shave than do battle using swords. Exactly. And that uh, was uh, that's that's where they really it must just I mean, when they saw when rifles came, you know, came along, the Wilkins and Swordblade, they they were starting to sweat, I'm sure, yeah. as a company, because, you know, you make swords. That's what they make, and 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 when you have a a, a rifle, you don't need you, you know you you it, it's so that was really yeah a, a, um, an amazing story about how you know you take your family business and you modify it well repurpose um, or repurpose that's it. a great uh, Tommy this is uh, if I'm not mistaken you probably booked at Wharton or or uh, you know Harvard Business School right now I mean that's a lecture that's so classic uh, and it's a story that people start nodding because they've heard it but they love it how wilkinson turned their business around into blades i mean that's like the classic uh, business they tell it all freshman business classes you know the well, of course i know the wilkinson story but the way you tell it tommy and the way you're creating it now should be a template for uh, you know what to do with a product that is gone become outdated and how to bring it up you know to the modern day and that's what they did in a terrifying way and in fact the sword blades might have been even more terrifying than the swords because uh, we weren't in battle. You just wanted to shave. And literally, it was preparing for battle, putting in these blades and opening it up. And it, uh, to, and that's to think now, Tommy, the way we shave, which still I find ways to do a little nick here and there, even with my Fusion 5 Gillette. 
But uh, I'm thankful we don't live in the times where we had to use a Wilkinson. Well, and, and you imagine blade. the first Wilkinson sword blades were probably like swords, but yeah. they were just very sharp. And yeah. and and that I hadn't refined it as yet. a kid, yeah. I would yeah. that would be intimidating. The first shave with a big sword that's as sharp as a razor blade, but it's a huge sword, and you're trying yeah. to work it around your face. Yeah. As a kid, that that that's the type of thing that. Uh, it doesn't keep me up at night because it's it can't happen anymore yeah. because it it it, it uh, uh, we're talking about the 1800s but it is we talk we you know we bandy around the idea of our time machine all the time it's yeah. possible we could go back to that time when people shaved with super sharp swords and that does keep me uh, up at night I yeah. don't know if I'm going to be good at that well I if we know. went back to those times and we had to experience it retroactively or I don't know what forward retroactive means it would it would affect us uh so that's that's one of the pitfalls of time travel right now we're safe when it comes to shaving with a sword yeah not in our experience not going to keep us up for a second more but if we go back to the time when they did use it that's a little risky but Tommy, you know what's a sword yeah. the wilkinson sword yeah razor, that was really a sword that was they shot. hadn't really that, refined it yet scary because oh yeah you, you know you're right under your throat and and uh, now we complain that in in uh, the uh, stores in um, the city, uh, uh, in, in the CVS, the pharmacies, you can't just grab a bag of razors. No, that, it's locked and up. Go. They're locked up under lock. Yeah, and I'm not key. sure that that to me is mystifying because if anyone's ever purchased those, which I have, they're impossible to open. Yes. Once you get it, even scissors and you have to, I don't know. I, it's so why not? That should be the most easily available thing because there's just no way you could ever open it. Well, for a long time, they would have uh, the. This is a, a, a true, Scotty, and it's yeah. a scandal. And not too many podcasts are talking about this. But I noticed this in CVS. You would see, um, uh, you know, sh brand name razors like Schick and Gillette under lock and key. But the CVS razors were easily uh, out there, not wow. under lock and key. Wow! So it was a, a marketing strategy for their own brand to be uh, to have an advantage. I always thought that should be. Well, that's a scandal that I can't. I mean, you're breaking an investigative news story that should Abs be on the splashed on the front pages of major American dailies. Well, uh, certainly the business section. Yeah, people should be hauled out in, in handcuffs uh, for for this kind of uh, yeah. Malfeas yeah. Scotty, it's malfeasance. Well, it is. Yeah. You, 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 but the lock and key thing uh, has really made us uh, kind of pathetic in a way <laughs> because yeah. we have to press a button and just kind of wait. Can you help us? And please? they and they don't immediately. It's not like they're a re rapid response team. No. It's like the guy will come over, but you're yeah. standing there so uh, uh, impotently, I guess would be the word. Impotent. You can't do anything. You can't go, I'll get it started here but while you're coming by. No, there's nothing to do other than stand there. Yeah, I'm the guy who pressed the button. Uh, yeah, can you? Yeah, I, I'm the guy who pressed the button. I can't get at the, the, the razor blades. <laughs> I can't get them. You know, you, that's the thing that you don't yeah. say that out loud, but that you don't have to. It's that, yeah. you know, you're in this pathetic state where you must beg for the help of the, you know, the, the, the competent, <laughs> the red shirted CVS uh, worker <laughs> and, and, and they're the savior. And, and sometimes they don't come right away and you just, no. and you, there's nothing else you can do at that point. You can't no. leave that spot <laughs> because then if he comes to help and you're not there, that's it. Yeah, so, that's it. Uh, yeah, he, he stand quit. there and, just look at it longingly behind the glass. <laughs> and some at some point, I'll own these Gillette 
eight six calorie <laughs> fill, but not now, not until he comes by. And Ben, there's no downside. It's not like it's. Uh, I understand the uh, medicate, you know, the Tylenols, the Advils, uh, all of right. that. What people do with it, but a blade, it just, uh, it's just going to well, put it in the razor. And yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's our times. Uh, yeah. Uh, and by the way, I should would be remiss. Uh, and again, I had nothing wrong with being remiss. No. The uh, the straight edge that the barbers use, and my my uh, guy who does my hair is it right towards the end. He'll put a little shaving cream, and we'll do uh, my sideburns and the back of my neck with that straight edge. So that's oh really a modern day version of the sword. That's still not the blades that you put right. in the razor. It's a it's a it's a remnant of it. And oh, only let me stress this: if I haven't already, and I haven't. Please, oh, don't do this at home. Only a professional, uh, and and even a professional needs to be really professional. Uh, yeah, what they do. Uh, um, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't even let a professional uh, use a straight razor uh, on me anymore. Yeah. Um, that's that's when it's really it's really dangerous when they say, "Don't do this," and don't even leave it to the a professional to do it. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. how dangerous I consider straight razors. Oh, yeah. It's almost, you know, those really are a thing of the past. And you look at old cartoons from newspapers of, in around 1912, and you see the barber with this, uh, almost seems like a switchblade yeah. uh, uh, in his hand. Uh, and it, it's this, and you use a razor strap. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. To, to sharpen it. Yeah, and yeah. everything about it is terrifying. No, it is. And, <laughs> And, and, and we, uh, um, you know, we're, we're so fortunate to have uh, um, uh, dodged that bullet that we have, we don't have to live in those times. I mean, Although actually, about the Wilkinson Tommy... sword, but that that yeah. those are t easily, uh, uh, um, you know, and especially if you're in San Francisco or L.A. where there could be an earthquake. Oh, or anything. Yeah, just a little rumble could. Uh, well, you know, Tommy, of course, you know, there is the whole new in the last few years, the art of shaving. And it's become sort of this hipster yes. thing where they do have these grooming things where they do go back to the straight edge. Not just I mean, my barber is more a traditional stylist and he puts throws that in, which is great. Uh, but some really, you know, get that shave and get that hot towel. I do get the hot towel, which is very safe, by the way, if anybody just wants something that feels good and is safe, a hot towel. That's interesting. So the old hot towel uh, is not a danger. Uh, uh, what about for suffocation? I mean, that's... Well, you like them to come be in the area, not to leave for lunch. Right. Because <laughs> then the you feel like, I better not touch it because he knows what he's doing. That's... And so rarely happens. And I yeah. hate to even, you know, as we're thinking about it. But generally, yeah, a, a, pref a professional certified... A uh, straight edge guy will know also how long to leave the hot towel on. Uh, and you, you, you only hope, but I think yeah. honestly, straight it, it really is. Uh, uh, it really is terrifying the idea of of uh, of those uh, straight edge razors that that we ever had to go through that period. Yeah, that but, was the shit. That was what it was. What are people? going yeah. to think about that we do now that people will be uh, shocked at that we do that we actually and i think uh i mean that's probably uh, uh fodder for another podcast but yeah what are the things that people will look back and go oh my god i cannot believe people used to drive their own cars i, I actually i thought that was going to be like when robo cars take over 
Yeah. People will shake their heads. Just let any any moron could just get a driver's license. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we're looking back almost wistfully like uh, what if we didn't have the cell phones? You know how much you know, because society prospered. Uh, when was it really in the 90s or late 90s, whenever they uh, arrived around? Yeah. I mean, we did great before the cell phone. It wasn't like we were. Yeah. We're as good as we're going to get. But, you know. We don't have to be notified uh, instantaneously. And so some now we're looking back almost in a nostalgic way. Uh, yeah. maybe, maybe the straight edge will come back even more. People say this was the way it was intended. And you do get a very close shave. But again, I would certainly not do. And people did it at home with the straight edge, too, which in I these mean, movies, too. It's like, yeah, God, dad's getting ready now with, with the brush. And, but that's become that's come back. The brush and the shaving yeah, cream yeah. and the bowl and all these places. So yeah. interesting, Tommy. Frightening to some and to us, and yet uh, trending and new and to others. So Scotty, that's what I mean, makes the world go round. Right. You thought it was going to be centrifugal force. No, <laughs> it's actually the yeah. the old barber shops that yeah. actually <laughs> keep, keep I know. the planet spinning. So yeah, yeah. Uh, well, on that note, Scotty, I, I, I don't know what better time uh, 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 to to juncture. I, I don't want to say end this podcast. No, no, just stop for now. Stop, stop for the now. world. I want to get off. Well, <laughs> we don't want to get off and we don't want to stop the world. We just wanted to throw out a suggestion of how the world does uh, revolve. And it could be because of these barbers with the straight edge razors. So, so I, yeah, as you say, that's a perfect point to... Uh, leave it there as they say on the pundit shows until uh, next time yeah and uh yeah well tommy i mean so since that has been established uh, i must say i remain sincerely yours scott blakeman i'm always going to be tom saunders we're getting through this